Okay, so um, today we're going to be looking, taking an in-depth look at the book of Genesis. Not the entire book, just uh, the beginning, the beginning, beginning, beginning part. And this is not about, uh, you know, me trying to show off what I know or how much I know or how much I don't know. This is actually designed to help us ask the right questions. Um, it's designed to help our own personal study life uh and and to help us you know to to go deeper i've realized that you know with god there are certain things you will never know if you do not ask the right questions um deuteronomy chapter 29 verse 29 says the secret things belong to the lord the things that are revealed to us are revealed to us and our children forever and uh proverbs chapter 25 and verse 2 it says that it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but it is the honor of kings to find it out or to search it out. So there are certain things that God deliberately hides. It's the, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it is the honor of kings to find it out or to search it out. So you see, there, there are certain things that God reserves the honor, you know, to those that will be willing to search it out. And... Um, I have come to realize it's it's quite amazing that how you will never get answers to certain things in the Bible until you actually start asking questions and you know we see things like don't question God um, but I, I want us to read something I want us to see a contrast between asking God questions and questioning God in Luke chapter 1 verse 18 after the angel gabriel had spoken to zechariah about the wife conceiving at her old age and all of that um it says and zechariah said unto the angel whereby shall i know this for i am an old man and my wife well stricken in years you know other translation says zechariah asked how will i know that this thing you are saying is for sure so his was not for inquiry it was a manifestation of doubt and we see that as a result see what the angel said he said and the angel answering said unto him i am gabriel that stands in the presence of god and i'm sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings and behold thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed he didn't answer his question he made him dumb gabriel got offended like okay you're doubting me so you're going to be dumb but let's see a contrast same gabriel goes to mary in the same luke chapter 1 and verse 34 it says then mary said then said mary unto the angel how shall this be okay seeing i know not a man she didn't say how can this be she said how shall this be okay i am a virgin how is this going to happen I am not doubting that it's possible. I, I just want to know a, a few more details. And then the angel said, answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Okay, so, um, you know, when we question God, we can get into trouble. Because questioning, when they say somebody has a questionable character, um, it doesn't mean you should ask questions about his character. It's simply saying that this person cannot be trusted. That's what it means. So questioning God is 
is an act of doubt you're doubting his integrity and his ability but asking questions is inquiry and i have realized that when you actually ask questions you will get answers and there are certain answers that will never come you'll be reading the bible you'll be reading it and you'll be reading it you'll be seeing these verses you'll be seeing these chapters and you will never see those things until you start asking the right questions then suddenly the same scripture you've read a hundred times the same scripture you've read a hundred times is appearing to you in a completely different light and we're going to be seeing some of that today please um what we are going into is actually quite uh i don't want to use the word deep but it's not the everyday sunday you know sunday service sermon i want us to be objective i want us to keep an open mind and uh, i want us to do our own research okay um like i said i don't i don't want to spoon feed even if i know some things i won't say them because i actually want us to i want to be able to inspire us to go and do our own research because at the end of the day it's what you have discovered for yourself that eventually works for you okay so let's look at genesis chapter 1 verse 1 the things that are from the word of god i will tell us that these are from the word of god the things that are speculative i will tell us that these things are speculative okay um before we continue i'd like to say one more thing the bible does not tell us everything we want to know it tells us everything we need to know okay um the bible is complete in the sense that it gives us everything that we need to fulfill the purposes of god on the earth but if it comes to actual information um there are lots of gaps in the bible there are so many things the bible does not tell us so many things um, I once told a preacher there are gaps in the Bible and he was getting offended. And I said, okay, what happened in the life of Jesus between age 12 and 30? There's 18 years of the life of Jesus unaccounted. And, you know, this is like the most important person in the entire universe. And 18 years of his life, we don't even know what happens. We don't know where he was. We don't know what he was doing. We don't know who he was with. You know, so there are gaps in the Bible. And I believe that those gaps are left there deliberately. Either because, number one, it's none of our business. Or number two god really wants us to dig deep you know to dig deep and see if we can if we can get something so today we're going to be digging deep so genesis chapter 1 from verse 1 in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the waters, upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, Let there be a firmament. Okay, let's skip that. I want us to go to verse 20. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that hath life and fowl that they may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. Take note, God is asking the water to bring forth. Okay? And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply saying be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let 
fowl multiply in the earth and the evening and the morning were the fifth day all right now let us keep to verse 26 it says and god said let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth so god created man in his own image in the image of god created he him male and female created he them and god blessed them and god said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish take note of the word replenish the earth and subdue it take note of the word subdue and have dominion take note of the word dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth and god said behold please take note of verses 29 and 30 and god said behold i have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you it shall be for me so god created man and every animal vegetarian and to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life i have given every green herb for meat and it was so um god created every man vegetarian it's in genesis chapter 9 uh, after the flood that god authorized man to eat meat and this is the reason like i said in the previous series um for you to eat meat an animal has to die right and in god's agenda there is no death not for man not for animals not for plants if you eat of a plant it doesn't kill the plant if you if you pluck from a mango tree the mango tree doesn't die because you took fruit from it it just produces another one okay it's the same way um you know with human beings when a human being gives gives birth to, a, to an offspring he doesn't die because or she doesn't die because she gave birth but when you have to eat meat of any kind you have to kill and in god's system there is no killing and that is why in isaiah chapter 65 i think from verse 25 or so it makes us understand that the, the lion shall eat straw like the like the cattle okay when god restores all things animals are going to return to vegetarians mosquitoes will need to survive on human blood anymore viruses and bacteria and fungi and all of these things won't need to hurt people anymore god created all these things but they degenerated as man degenerated and then they became something that god did not create them to be so you see the fall of man did not only affect man it affected man his environment and every living creature around him um when when man fell the bible says that you know they used leaves to cover their nakedness and then it was god that killed an animal and used the skin to to cover man okay but so god was actually the first person to kill and it was the fall of man that became responsible for every death so um if you look at the bible everything everything every killing that ever happened happened after man fell okay so um again killing is not in god's original agenda and in 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 eternity after the millennium the bible makes it very clear um let's let's take a look at that let's take a look at that scripture let's go to isaiah chapter 65 and let's quickly take a look at something isaiah chapter 65 from verse 25 it says the wolf and the lamb shall feed together and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock 
and thus shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountains, saith the Lord. Okay, they shall not hurt or destroy. For you to kill an animal, you have to hurt it. And killing an animal is destroying the life of that animal. Someone is asking a question that even in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. My question is where was God before he created the heaven and earth in the beginning? Well, that question, unfortunately, I cannot answer it because um, I don't know it and nobody knows it. If anybody tells you that they know where God was before he started creation, they would be lying because it would mean that they know the origin of God. God tells us everything we need to know in the Bible, but he doesn't tell us everything we want to know. So this question right now is something we want to know, but we don't need to know it because it's not relevant. And uh, like I quoted earlier, Deuteronomy 29, 29, you know, God said, the secret things belong to the Lord, but the things that are revealed to us are revealed to us and our children forever. So we only know the things that are revealed. Um, I want to know where God came from. Do you have a family? Where did you come from? Does your family have a family? I want to know these things, but we won't know them. And that's why we will spend eternity learning. We will be learning for all eternity. The angels that have been with God for God knows how long, they are still learning every day. They even learn from us believers, you know. So, um, anyway, yes, uh, let's not get into that because we don't know. Nobody knows and uh, we probably will never know. Okay, so let's go back to our text. Uh, back to Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters now I want us to stop there God created the heaven and the earth the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The question is, where did the water come from? If God is just starting his work of creation, where did the water come from? And the truth is, now I'm going to prove this from scripture. Between Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, is probably hundreds of millions or even billions of years. And just, you know, we're, we're going to get to that. I'm going to show us scriptures to prove that. Um, now, for those of us that are, that are students of history or watch, you know, documentary or uh, have any knowledge of archaeology, we know for a fact that scientists have seen dinosaur fossils all over the world. Dinosaur bones, the skeletons, some they get them from rocks, some from deep, 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 deep inside, inside the earth. The truth is dinosaurs existed. Okay, so um, I want us to write the following things down. Dinosaurs, the early men, and uh, demons. Okay. Um, like I said, this is going to be a very broad topic and I want I want us to really have our Bibles with us and follow me every step of the way. There are certain things at the moment that Christianity cannot really account for. The first one is the, the origin of dinosaurs. We know that dinosaurs did not enter the Ark of Noah, otherwise we would have dinosaurs today. So, But we also know that there is sufficient evidence. Now Christianity is not stupidity. and I believe that true Christianity and true science uh, complement each other. They don't disagree. True science and Christianity actually complement each other. They do not disagree. Okay. Now, the early men, we have uh, seen fossils of 
things like uh, Homo, Homo erectus, Homo habilis, um, Australopithecus africanus, uh, and and then uh, Homo sapien, sapien, and you, you, for the, I, I believe everybody did biology at some stage. We have actually seen the fossils of these things, and we know that these are beings that are different from us. Okay, so at what point did they exist? Was Charles Darwin wrong? Well, the truth is Charles Darwin was right and he was wrong. He was right about evolution. He was wrong about the time that evolution happened. Okay, now we're going to take a closer look. Then the third thing that I asked us to write down is demons. What are demons? Where did they come from? People say demons are fallen angels, but no, demons are not fallen angels. How do I know that? Because if you understand anything about angels and you know anything about demons, you will know that the way they operate you know they are completely different and uh, as a matter of fact the word demon is not found in the bible what we have in the bible is evil spirit unclean spirit devils okay but you know um the, the word demon is is gotten from from a greek for for one of the greek words for for devils okay so but that's fine just like rapture is not found in the bible trinity is not found in the bible but we understand what it's trying to say okay so um where did demons come from demons are not falling angels demons don't have wings like angels demons come in very very different sizes some are as tiny as rats some like monkeys some are like dogs you know the, 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 the one in the book of revelation the bible says they looked like locusts you know so they, they have different different forms different forms angels usually have a human-like form and then some of them have wings okay so demons and angels are completely different secondly uh, demons enter into people angels do not enter into people there is no record in scripture where it says a person was possessed by an angel angels do not have the capacity to possess a person so this is why you know demons are totally a completely different uh, sort of creatures from angels and we're going to be looking into all of these things so please i want us to just keep an open mind and bear with me now let's take a look at genesis chapter 1 verse 1 uh let's look at isaiah chapter 45 and verse 18 and see what the bible says about god's original creation isaiah chapter 45 and verse 18 it says for thus saith the lord that created the heavens god himself that formed the earth and made it he had established it he created it not in vain he formed it to be inhabited i am the lord and there is none else now i want us to go back a step it says he created it not in vain he formed it to be inhabited but in genesis chapter 1 verse 2 it tells us a different story it says when god created the earth it was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of god moved upon the waters now the word for for earth is translated eres in the hebrew e-r-e-s and it means firm f-i-r-m it means a field and it means dry ground so wherever you see earth in the old testament eres it means something that is firm a field or a dry ground and then the word for without form is the hebrew word tohu t-o-h-u it means to lie waste desolate worthless empty and vain i'll take it again the hebrew word for without form is tohu which means to lie waste desolate worthless empty and vain 
vain as in v-a-i-n now let's take a step back and go back to that scripture we read in isaiah chapter 45 and verse 18 it says god himself formed the earth and made it he had established it he created it not in vain he formed it to be inhabited i am the lord and there is none else and we are seeing that the word where it says the earth was without form it says it, the earth was lying in waste was desolate was worthless was empty and was vain and the word void bohu in the hebrew b-o-h-u means to be empty to be void evacuity like a vacuum to be in ruin or to lie in waste now let's let's just ask ourselves a question the character of god does this look like what god would create like god creates something and then it appears in this form the truth is god did not create the earth to be without form and void the earth that god created was perfect just like the heaven i mean think about it it says god created the heaven and the earth just think about this think about this he created the heaven and the earth right okay and the earth was without form and void why was the heaven not without form and void he created both of them in the beginning why is it that one was perfect and okay and then the other one was worthless and desolate think about it for for a few seconds okay you know it's like uh toyota manufacturing a car or they're manufacturing cars and all of them are coming through the plant you expect the same level of perfection on car a for car b because the manufacturer has you know sorted everything out okay so if one car is suddenly not functioning properly then you will start asking questions what happened did somebody tamper with this and the truth is yes somebody tampered with the earth that's why i said between genesis chapter one the bible says in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth full stop verse two now says and the earth was without form and void this is telling us a new story it's telling us a new story and we're going to see what happened to the earth psalm 104 from verse 5 to 9 it says who laid the foundations of the earth that it should not be removed forever thou coverest it with the deep as with a garment and the water stood above the mountains at thy rebuke they fled at the voice of thy thunder they hasted away they go up by the mountains they go down by the valleys unto the place which thou hast founded for them thou hast set a bound that they may not pass over that they turn not again to cover the earth this is talking about a flood and somebody might look and say uh, yeah this is the flood of noah but we will we will investigate uh, further very soon the bible says that the, the and, and the waters covered the earth right and the spirit of god moved upon the waters and i asked where did the waters come from the, the word for earth means dry ground and here it's telling us god created the heavens and the earth okay heaven was perfect and then suddenly the earth is a mess and then we can't even see earth what we are seeing is water there's no earth because earth means dry ground there's no earth so where did the water come from the truth is i'm just going to say this and then i'm going to give us scriptures to to give it more sense adam was not the first inhabitant of the earth the earth had existed for possibly billions of years or at least a few hundred million years before adam ever came and we're going to see scriptures to that effect now i want to i want to ask us a few questions that we should ask number one in luke chapter 10 verse 18 jesus said i beheld satan fall like lightning from heaven question number one where did satan fall to question number two how did satan find his way to the garden where was he 
if God created the earth just about the same period he created Adam, that would make the age of the earth about 6,000 years. Scientists tell us the earth is a few hundreds of millions of years. And I agree with them because the earth is actually that old. Okay, so um, now why, why are we doing this? It's because understanding where we are coming from helps us to appreciate where we are going to. At the beginning, I don't know if I completed that, I asked us to write four things. Number one, creation. Number two, the fall. Number three, redemption. Number four, restoration. Unfortunately, a lot of believers only know about the fall and redemption. We know nothing about creation and so our understanding of the coming restoration is very limited. Okay, so now um, I am giving us questions to ask. I am giving us very legitimate questions to ask. Where did the water come from? If earth means dry ground, God created heaven and the earth. Earth means dry ground, but we don't see any earth. You know, at some point, God is going to command the dry ground to come out of the water, just like he commanded the birds and the fish and everything to come out of the water. So it means that the water was actually holding some of these things. Adam was not the first person on the earth. Uh, Lucifer was here before, and we're going to see scriptures to that effect very quickly. Uh, let's take a look first at Isaiah chapter 14 from verse 12. It says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground? To the ground. Remember I said earth means dry ground so you can, uh, you know, you can substitute this word ground for earth. And now take, take a look at the next phrase. It says, which didst weaken the nations? What nations? It's talking about the fall of Lucifer and it's saying that Lucifer weakened the nations. Please take note, nations. And verse 13 says, For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. So Lucifer was not in heaven. He was not in heaven. He said, I will ascend into heaven. Ascend means to go up. And we'll see more about where Lucifer was. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne, which means he had a throne. Please take note of all these words. That's why I said it's going to be difficult to understand these things if you don't have your Bible with you. Okay, I will ascend into heaven. I'm going up. I will exalt my throne. So he had a throne, which means he had a kingdom. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Can you see? Uh, in verse 13, he mentions stars. And in verse 14, he's mentioning clouds. I will be like the Most High. He didn't say, I will be the Most High. He said, I will be like the Most High. Just like Adam. You know, the Bible says God created man in his image and his likeness. So Lucifer wanted that likeness. Okay? But we'll talk about that some other time. He said, I'll be like the Most High. Verse 15. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that, that made the earth to tremble? Is this the man? So Lucifer existed on earth as a form of a physical being that people could interact with. Okay? Saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble? that did shake nations, that did shake kingdoms. Take note again of kingdoms. Remember we saw earlier that he had a throne and it's talking about kingdoms. So Lucifer was, as far as the earth was concerned, king of kings. Okay, but let's look further. That made the world a, as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners, 
all the king of the nations even all of them lie in glory even in his own house but thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable branch and as the uh, as a raiment of those that are slain thrust through with a sword that go down to the stones of the pit as a carcass trodden underfoot ezekiel chapter 28 from verse 13 it says thou has been in eden the garden of god talking about lucifer thou has been in eden the garden of god every precious stone was thy covering the sardius topaz and the diamond the burial the onyx the jasper the sapphire the emerald and the carbon core and the gold and the workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created thou art the anointed cherub that covereth take note it didn't say thou were it says thou art so lucifer is still anointed thou art the anointed cherub that covereth and i have set thee so thou was upon the holy mountain of god you see so god is not afraid to use past tense so for him to say lucifer is it means lucifer is still anointed okay thou has walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee by the multitude of thy merchandise they have filled the midst of thee with violence remember isaiah said this guy made the world in wilderness and did not you know let his prisoners escape okay so lucifer was a tyrant king and filled the midst of thee with violence and thou hast sinned therefore i will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of god and will destroy thee o covering cherub from the midst of the stones of fire thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness i will cast thee to the ground i will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities, by the iniquity of thy traffic. Therefore, I will bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee. All they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at thee. Thou shalt be a terror, and never shalt thou be any more. Let's read one more scripture. Jeremiah chapter 4 verse uh, 23 to 26 now this is uh, god giving jeremiah a vision he said i beheld the earth and lo it was without form and void and the heavens and they had no light i beheld the mountains and lo they trembled and all the hills moved lightly i beheld and lo there was no man take note of this there was no man and all the birds of the heavens were fled i beheld and lo the fruitful place was a wilderness and all the cities thereof were broken down at the presence of the lord and by his fierce anger uh let's see second peter chapter 3 from verse 5. it says for these they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of god the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water whereby the world please take note of verse 6 the world that then was being overflowed with water perished it perished now somebody might think this is the flood of noah but did the world actually perish in the flood of noah no it didn't perish yes god killed all flesh that were not in the ark but the world did not perish so it says but the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men so this earth like we said and heavens will be purified you know with fire um you know in the same in the same second peter chapter 3. now we're going to read one more passage and then we will talk let's look at genesis chapter 9 
Genesis 9 11. God is talking to Noah. He said, And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Then he goes on to say, Neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. The question is, did the flood of Noah destroy the earth? The answer is no. Because in Genesis chapter 8, verse 21, it says, And the Lord smelled a sweet savour, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth neither will i again smite any more everything living as i have done so what god did was smite every living thing that was not in the ark including plant life okay vegetation began to you know come up again because seeds we know how agriculture is the seeds went back into the ground and then you know vegetation began to come up but again again the flood of noah did not destroy sea creatures it didn't the sea creatures survived in the case of the flood of lucifer sea creatures did not survive why because that flood lasted a lot longer and there was no light so everything died and we're going to look quickly at uh, at the contrast between the two floods. this earth existed millions of years before adam and if we will objectively look at the scriptures that we have read, we will see that there was a social system. There was an earth, there was a governing body, there were kings, there were kingdoms, there were people that lived and Lucifer was their ruler. And he corrupted the, the inhabitants of the earth and he was lifted with pride and he tried to exalt himself beyond where he ought to be and he was cast out of heaven back to the earth and then he corrupted the earth even more and like the flood of noah god had to end the wickedness that was going on by destroying the earth just that in the time of noah there was a righteous man and his family and so god preserved the man and preserved animals so uh, we're going to take a quick look at, at the, the contrasts between the two floods number one after the flood of lucifer the earth was made waste in the flood of noah the earth was not made waste um, the earth was made waste you can get the scriptures in in genesis chapter 1 verse 2 where it says the earth was without form and void like i told us tohu and bohu okay it says it was worthless it was desolate and like i said earlier for those of us just joining us god created the heavens and the earth in the beginning it didn't say anything about the heavens being without form and void why was it only the earth that was without form and void except there was something that happened to make it that way okay so the, the first difference between lucifer's flood and noah's flood the earth was made waste in lucifer's flood according to genesis chapter 1 verse 2 and jeremiah chapter 4 verse 23 but in noah's flood the earth was not made waste um genesis chapter 8 from verse 11 to 22 in lucifer's flood number two the earth was made empty same Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 and Jeremiah chapter 4 verse 23. In Noah's flood, the earth was not made empty. In Genesis chapter 6 verses 17 to 22, God was very specific. From verse 17, now see what God says in verse 17. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die so the flood of noah was aimed at killing living things but it did not destroy the earth 
like the flood of lucifer okay so let's see after the flood of lucifer the earth was made totally dark if we remember the scripture we read in jeremiah chapter 4 verse 23 and then also in genesis chapter 1 verse 2 please now you know in context of what we are saying i want us to read jeremiah chapter 4 again it says i beheld the earth and lo it was without form and void and the heavens and they had no light Okay, in the flood of Noah, there was still light. I mean, there was still day and night. Noah could count the number of days, you know. But in this one, it says there was no light. Okay, and, and in verse 25, it says, I beheld, and lo, there was no man, and all the birds of the heaven were fled. So, um, the, the flood of Lucifer was a lot more severe than the flood of Noah, that it made God have to start creation afresh. Number four, all vegetation was destroyed in the flood of Lucifer. The same scriptures, but all vegetation was not necessarily destroyed in the flood of Noah, because we know that, that uh, because there was still light and all of that, uh, we know that after the flood, a bird went and plucked an olive, olive uh, branch and brought to, to Noah. Um, of course, definitely, it would harm some vegetation. It would definitely harm some vegetation, but all of it was not destroyed. The next point is, in the flood of Lucifer, the waters were removed suddenly. In the flood of Noah, the waters, they abated gradually. If you look at Genesis chapter 8, verse 1 to 4, in the flood of Noah, the, the water kept reducing gradually. But in the flood of Lucifer, in Psalm 104, verse 7, let's take it, we read it earlier, but we'll read it again. It says, and thy rebuke, at thy rebuke they fled, at the voice of thy thunder they hasted away. You know, if you look at verse 6, it says, thou coverest it with the deep, as with a garment, the water stood above the mountains. And it says, at thy rebuke they fled, at the voice of thy thunder they hasted away. We know that the flood of Noah did not haste away. It took you know, over a hundred days for the water to completely, you know, um, and Noah kept sending birds to see if the water had abated. So we know that scripture is not talking about the flood of Noah. We were looking at Genesis chapter 9 verse 11. Okay, where God said, And I will establish my covenant with you, neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. So God was actually talking about two different floods here. The first one, He says, you know, will cut off, uh, cutting off all flesh, which was clear. God said it in Genesis chapter six, from verse seventeen, and He said it again in Genesis chapter eight, from verse twenty-one, that the aim of this Noah's flood was to destroy flesh. Okay, but He's saying again in in, in nine eleven, the last part of it, that neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. Which means God is saying that there was once a flood that destroyed the earth. And that was the flood that we met the aftermath of in Genesis chapter 1. So, there was once an earth, just like there was a heaven. Uh, the earth was destroyed, the heaven was not. And that was why the earth needed to be recreated. And so, if you notice what God said to man, let's look at Genesis chapter 1 in verse 28. It says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. The word replenish is used to describe that something had existed before. He didn't just say fill the earth. He said replenish the earth. Every time you hear re, it means that there was a previous state. So when you hear things like return, it means you were there before. Or you hear things like rewind, it means you know it was there before. Or you hear things like repeat. Or you hear things like renovate. Or you hear things like uh, restore. 
replenish. These are all terms used to describe something that was once in a form or existed once before and uh, you know you're trying to take it back to the original state. So God said replenish the earth and subdue it. Now if the earth was perfect and there was no enemy or no adversary, the word subdue would not have been used. But God was trying to let man know that there is an enemy who has been here before you and you are going to have to put him under. You are going to have to put him under. Lucifer, I'll just say this in summary, Lucifer was once the God of this earth. He corrupted it. He became sinful and he, he ruined the earth just like the fallen angels. We will talk about that tomorrow. Just like the fallen angels did in the time of Noah and God was forced to destroy the earth. The same thing, Lucifer corrupted the earth in his time as the ruler of the earth and god was forced to destroy the earth and every living thing now i asked us to write three things earlier dinosaurs early men demons lucifer had been on the earth he failed his kingdom was destroyed by god and he continued to exist on the earth as a spirit being and when God created man, Lucifer, both out of jealousy and out of every other evil thing that is within him, lured man to fall. Now, Lucifer had been in Eden, like we saw in Ezekiel chapter 28. And I, I, I'd like to think or believe that Lucifer had even eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that was what corrupted him. I'd like to think so. There's no scripture to back that up. But I'd like to think so because it seems he knew exactly what that was going to do okay and because he had been in eden he knew the configuration of the garden he knew what to touch and what not to touch okay because when he came remember he asked the woman he said let's let's look at genesis chapter 3 verse 1 he says now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the lord had made and he said unto the woman yea hath god said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden can you you know he didn't just come and say you know what i think you should taste of this tree it's really nice no he first came and said you know has god told you not to eat of every tree of the garden which means he knew about that instruction so it's either he was there when god was telling man or god had given him that same instruction at his own time and he disobeyed but somehow he knew about this he knew about the tree he knew about the effects of it and he lured man to fall and once man fell he received back the rulership of the earth and that's why the bible calls him the god of this world in second corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 so satan currently is the god of this world which means he is able to dictate things and through his demon and evil forces he is able to bring about plagues and diseases and and you know remember i said man began to degenerate after the fall gradually it didn't happen you know at once if you notice even after man fell people were still living very long 800 years 900 years but as time went man began to degenerate animals that were that were uh, herbivores became carnivores lions and the rest were not designed to eat flesh uh, like we can see in in uh, in isaiah chapter 65 and verse 25 they were not designed to eat flesh every animal was designed to be a herbivore okay but every animal began to degenerate also the environment began to degenerate so everything that we are seeing, the earthquakes, the tsunamis, the floods, are number one, a product of degeneration of our environment because of sin. Then number two, a product of Satan's influence on the earth. But it's not God. 
So that's why when I see um, natural disasters and they say, "Oh, God has," you know, you know, don't you think? Don't you think it's crazy that the scientists say there is no God, but when a natural disaster happens, they call it an act of God? Have you ever thought of that? Don't you? Don't, don't you think it's ridiculous that they say there is no God, but but when you know when something when something crazy. <laughs> when something crazy happens, they call it an act of God. And the reason they do that is very simple. The Bible says in, in the book of Colossians and in the book of uh, 1 Timothy, it talks about certain doctrines and teachings that are sponsored by demonic forces. You know, otherwise, why would you say somebody does not exist and then attribute a disaster to him? 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the later times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So there are certain doctrines that are sponsored by devils. And these doctrines are sponsored to discredit Christ and to, and to make us question the integrity of God. So when you see all of these things happen and people say... Uh, you know, the Lord give it and the Lord take it away. By the way, not everything written in the Bible is the word of God. Some of them were the words of men that were documented. As a matter of fact, in the entire book of Esther, God is not mentioned once. Some things in the Bible are just historical facts. So Job said the Lord give it and the Lord take it away. And then we are using that. No, not everything said or written in the Bible is actually the word of God. But yeah, I'm just saying the fact that something is documented in the Bible doesn't make it a legitimate confession. I said dinosaurs, element, demons. Where did they come from? Okay, we know for a fact that there are dinosaur fossils all over the world. We know that for a fact, so they are not lying about dinosaurs. We also know that dinosaurs did not exist during the time of Adam because if they had, they would have made it into the ark. But we know they did not enter the ark, otherwise they would have been alive today. So dinosaurs were simply a product of the first destruction of the earth. That is what I believe. I can't give you chapter and verse for that. But yeah, you can draw your own conclusions. The same thing with the early men. The fossils that the see of the Homo, Homo erectus, Homo habilis, uh, you know, all of, all of um, Australopithecus africanus, all of those things. Um, those are actually fossils of people that had existed in the pre-Adamite age. We know, if you look at what God said in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, he now, after he had created everything, he now told you know, Elohim had a council meeting and they said, let us make man in our image. It, 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 it makes us stand to reason that, that, that man had existed in another form before that was not in the image of God. Because the Bible makes us understand in Isaiah chapter 12, Isaiah chapter 14 from verse 12 and uh, Ezekiel chapter 28 from verse 13 that they were men on earth. But these men were not the kind of men that we are today. We have been made in God's image and likeness. I'd like to believe that those men that existed then were a product of evolution. That is why I said Charles Darwin may not have been wrong about evolution, but he was wrong about the time that it happened. Because Charles Darwin acted based on the evidence that he saw from fossils and from studies and things like that. Okay, We are not involved in We are created in the image and the likeness of God. But those men that existed at that time were a product of evolution because they were not created in the image and the likeness of God. Number three thing I asked us to write, demons. And I explained to us that demons are not fallen angels because angels and demons operate completely differently so where then the demons come from demons are not fallen angels demons are disembodied spirits 
Now, what bodies? I'd like to think that these bodies are the bodies that existed in Lucifer's own earth and kingdom, and that is why he is able to control, send, and manipulate them. So I'd like to take questions now, um, and then we will continue tomorrow.